I just got no time. I got no time. It's the news. Go to me. Oh, it is Friday. It's Friday already. I hate to tell you this, but this is the last Friday of the month. I don't think there's any more Fridays after this month. It is Friday, January 26th. 8.58, just flipped over. 8.58 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. 2024. First month of the year. Last Friday of the month. Wow, that music just got to cut out all of a sudden there. Um, what don't happen there. Well, what's happening here? We have... Uh, Okay. I, I do have some audio. I just didn't, I, I was going to do a live broadcast this morning. And of course, now it's already nine o'clock and I almost nine, almost nine o'clock. Not to throw you guys off, but the, I just, I had no time to get this done. And I, I, I wanted to, I had to, I was compiling some, some audio stuff. I still don't have it all done, but I, I decided just to go ahead with the, there's so many things to do. I just, I've got a meeting tonight I have to prepare for. I have a, a meeting on Sunday I have to prepare for. Another, another meeting to prepare for. I, it's, it's, and I just find out today I've got to go through uh, this this training stuff I've got to do. Next, uh, actually not next month, but not, not in February, but actually in March, which I, I'm i not looking forward to at all. I, I dread this kind of certification training stuff. There, there, I, was, I, wasn't, I didn't think I was doing it for a couple months yet. And uh, they're all of a sudden they're telling me I gotta. They want to do it early because they want to get it out of the way for resource reasons. Well, it's not good enough. That's not a good enough reason for me. So I guess I'll do that anyway. But there's some interesting things happening in the world. Uh, this whole Carrie Lake thing is interesting. Uh, the whole you know, I, for those of you who haven't heard, I'm not going to play the audio of her t- talking to this guy and all the bribery stuff that's going on and everything that's happening. I'm just I'm not going to do that. Apparently there were there was other audio, and now this guy says says he <laughs> excuse me I didn't get my button pushed. Apparently there's other audio that she has recorded, uh, pro- probably worse than this, I would imagine. And she um, she apparently was was apparently the other thing that's on the, on the recording I, I guess she hasn't really alluded to it that much but i'm i'm speculating that the other thing that they were talking about that she she's holding off on she threatened him to, to talk about what was in my cup i have a uh, i have creamy chai with uh, coconut cream creamer in there and i also have a backup cup the backup cup is always the interesting one because nobody knows what nobody knows what that's going to be i have I went, went to Culver's yesterday on my way home, and uh, I got the I, – I, I, I just buckled under the pressure, the pressure of my stomach wanting something greasy. I got the double butter burger basket, plain with cheese. That's good. And then I got uh, cheese curds instead of fries because, you know, I eat healthy I don't know what it is about. I don't know why this is. When I, the harder I work out, the more I crave that kind of stuff. I, is it just because I feel like I deserve it? I think I did. I, I did a pretty heavy workout Wednesday. I did a fairly heavy workout on on Thursday morning, and I uh, I ended up. Uh, 
yeah, on the way home, I had a had a good breakfast. I mean, I ate very healthy all day. All, for the for all week, I've been eating pretty pretty decent. I mean, you know, eating the right stuff. Staying away from fried foods and all that. Not that that's necessarily terribly bad for you, but then I at least at least doesn't bother seem to bother me. But so I ended up, um, yeah, I ended up on the way home. I got the burger, which I don't I don't think it's that bad for me really necessarily. The cheese curds, I'm pretty sure, probably are not the best thing to eat in the world. I'd been better off just going with the fries, but I, that's all I had. I'd only had two meals yesterday. One was a good breakfast, and the other one was that that thing. Now I did drink some sweet tea, so I have the sweet tea from Culver's. Culver, Culver sweet tea. It's a different. It's a different kind of tea. It's not. It's not the typical. Um, it's black, black tea. It's some, some kind of a different flavor. That's different than Chick Fil A. However, I have noticed that Culver's tea has gotten better. Maybe it's because I was saying something. Maybe, maybe word got back to them that, hey, the, the tea master has been talking about you. But I have noticed that, that Culver's sweet tea has been better. Now, I don't know if they've changed vendors or, free, or what they've changed their flavors on or what they've done. But whatever they've done, it's, it's working because it's actually, you know, yeah, it's better. Still not, still not quite up to the, the you know, the... Chick Fil A taste. Maybe it's maybe it's just all in my head. I don't know. Well, it, it does go through my head. My mouth is in my head. It goes in my mouth, which is in my head. It's it goes in my head. It's all in my head. So we have uh, a few things to talk about. Carrie Lake thing, the border issues, uh, some of the stuff that's going on with with the Trump trials. Again, more to do with that. I'm kind of actually infuriated with some of the things that are happening there. And then we also have the. Um, some other issues going on around the world with the, the, the wars that are going on. Uh, there are some European nations that are starting to get a little bit, uh, it's a little bit unnerving. I don't know what, I don't know what the deal is. I, I don't know if this is saber rattling. I'm not sure what's going on here. Um, I don't think we're being told, I think we're being sheltered from what's actually happening around the world right now. And then again, you know, there's the whole thing of Gaza and, and, they're, they're showing these, and, I, and I've been in a couple of arguments about, with people about Islam lately. I've been more vocal about this thing. The more educated I get, the more I start to spew out things. Now, there's, and then I ran into this, this really weird one, and I've ran into this before. I've actually ran into this in the Christian church. That Jesus, Jesus wasn't God. He was just God's son. He was just a human like every other human. And that, that really, uh, that's, a, that's a hill I will die on, folks. That's, that is, you are flat wrong on that issue. Now, I don't, I will not, uh, it's not my job to condemn you. But they will point out things. They'll find something in Scripture and say, see, it says this right here. He didn't do his own will. He did the will of his Father. Well, it's, he's talking about his, the will of his flesh. He's not doing the will of his flesh. Because he came as a man who could be tempted in every way like we were. He put himself in a... When, I see it. I look at it this way. When we say that God sent his only son... His only son, 
How many sons did he have? He had one. When you, when it, typically we, we call, and this is, this is more of the, the Judeo way of looking at it, the, the, the Jews understood that Messiah would be God. God in the flesh, God incarnate, not just a special person. In fact, the, Islam, the, the Muslims think that Muhammad was a greater prophet than Jesus. And they also believe that Jesus was Muslim. This is, a, this is a very common thread, common belief among Muslims. You ask them, they believe that Jesus was Muslim, that he prayed to Allah. Because Allah just means God, and he used that language, and that's what, that's what he, folks, okay, first of all, Islam did not exist at that time. Jesus, his theology and his, everything he taught would have been 99% what the Pharisees taught. The difference was how he implemented it and how he understood it because he was fulfilling it. And the Jews didn't believe that. In fact, what he was cruci- the reason, whole very reason he was crucified was because the Jews said he, equal, he, he, con- he considered himself equal with God. Why else did they crucify? All he would have had to do was say, no, 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 you misunderstood me. I didn't say I was God. I'm just his son. I'm not God. He never said that. He never, he never defended himself in that. He never rebuked them for saying such a thing. Peter confessed and said, you are the Christ. Who do you say that I am? wasn't saying he's, he's a prophet. He didn't say he was a prophet. A prophet would be a spokesperson of God, a messenger. He is the, the Messiah, God's own flesh and blood, God's only flesh and blood. When we refer to someone who's a child from us, from ourselves, you're my flesh and blood. You're my, own, you're my DNA. You're my descendant, directly des- descendant. So people just, they get into this weird thing where they'll find something where he said something and say, he's, he, he's, he's, not, he's not really God. He didn't say he was God. He says he, 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 How can Jesus pray to himself? Well, there are some things we just can't wrap our mind around, okay? That's just, that's just, the, way it, that's just the way it works. Many of the things he said, many of the things he did were because people, he was teaching a lesson through everything he said. And he was giving us an example. He was doing, I, let me just be very clear. The wrath of the lamb is not the wrath of a prophet. You will hear, you will read in scripture about the wrath of the lamb and when he returns with his bride, because we will be with him during that seven-year period. It's called the wedding feast. If you look at the Jewish wedding, you can, it's very clear. The whole, the whole end time is spelled out very clearly. So... <clears throat> Anyway, 
I just wanted to, to bring that up because it's Friday. I don't you know. Just because it's today. It's just time to bring it up. I just want to make that very clear to some people. That, and I, I think it's – I'm, I'm astounded, I guess, sometimes by this, especially when I find it in the church. I, I used to lead worship at this one church, and I, it was uh, in the drummer. He was an old guy, and I, you know, I just assumed he was a believer, a normal believer, like everybody else, everybody else on the team. And he was posting this stuff on Facebook about he thought it was it was he thought he thought it was hilarious. These little memes about how you know Jesus praying to himself and all this other stuff because Jesus wasn't God. That's what he was saying. I never, I never argued with him. I just, I, I did mention it one day. I said, I said, you know, someday you're going to find out Jesus is God. And he said, well, I don't know. He kind of, kind of flipped out. So well, we'll find out when we stand before him, I guess, won't we? You just think he's going to, you're going to be standing beside him? Somehow? Now, there's the other extreme about the Immaculate, immaculate Conception. A lot of people don't realize within the Catholic people. I know Catholics don't realize this. They believe that Mary was immaculately conceived. In other words, she was born of a virgin. And I, uh, I'm not going to get into this. I'll move on. Let's move on to politics. Something easier to talk about. <laughs> oh, my word. We have um, an interesting thing happened. I've heard this. This has happened many times, actually. These people who go to Trump rallies. And I want to play this right off the bat because it's just, it's just really interesting to me. People, who, people go to Trump rallies thinking that they're going to be, they're scared. They go, like they, they go there and they think they're going to be, they're going to run into these, especially, uh, you know, people of minorities. If they go there, people of color, whatever, whatever, you know, just whether they're African-American or whatever they are, whatever they consider themselves. They go to a, a rally like that. And they get treated like a normal person. And they everybody's kind and considerate, giving, caring. Yeah, any group of people, you're going to find some, some, some weirdos. But it's just, for the most part, every, you know, these people walk around, they're like, they're, I'm, they're scared to death, and then they end up walking away like, okay, that was actually a pleasant experience, and they don't, they don't know what to do with that. So there is somebody running against Joe Biden, by the way, in the Democrat Party, besides Mariana, what's her name? My, my platform is love. We're going to love everybody. She, she, uh, this guy, what is this guy's name? Uh, I can't think of the guy's name. I'm going to play this video because um, I think it's, it tells a lot. This guy, so this guy goes to, a, to a, a Trump rally. He comes back. He's being interviewed on a panel. I think it's MSNBC. And he, go, he lays into this thing. This, this guy sounds a lot like Jamie Dimon at this point because he's, he talks about how, you know, his party is delusional, basically, at the end of this thing. 
which I find incredibly interesting. So let's, let's listen to this and we'll hear what he has to say. I got to tell you guys, I went to a Donald Trump rally a couple nights ago. Never been to one. Uh, I had an event across the street. I saw the line of people waiting in the cold for hours. And I thought, what the heck? You know, I'm going to be a leader who actually invites people, doesn't condemn them. Met probably 50. Now, now keep, keep in mind, he was in a, he had an, he had an event across the street. And he decided to go over to the Trump rally. <laughs> Here's what, now he doesn't say why. It's because nobody showed up to his event. But there's a line of people across the street in the cold waiting to get in. This is back when it was like freezing cold outside. Waiting to get in to a Trump rally. And nobody shows up for his. So he's like, oh, maybe let's just go over there and go into that thing. So he does, this is what he's doing. Sorry. People waiting in line, every single one of them, thoughtful, hospitable, friendly, all of them so frustrated that they feel nobody's listening to them but Donald Trump. A diverse crowd, people who had never been to a Trump event before. I'm going to the Trump rally right now because he's listening to them. No one's asking about this stuff. I'm just frustrated. I hope you understand why I'm There's getting tired cut, of it. You're doing it. your jobs, but you're not asking the questions that Americans give a about. But my party is completely delusional. Do you think Dean... So he says his party is completely delusional. Now, he, he went on to say it a couple of times. This, this guy that I was getting this from, cut, cut it a couple of times. Uh, the actual, this is qu courtesy of, uh, what is this? Uh, sh shot bust? It was a short on, on YouTube. I get, sometimes at night I get, you know, I'll get started on shorts and I just kind of keep, I just, I just keep thumbing through until I fall asleep. But, um, that's where I run into these, some of these things where I make, I make comments on some of these things that are said. This one guy talking about how he's been, it's like some 20 year old kid is talking about how he's been studying you know, Christianity and all the Christian books and everything. And, and he doesn't see, you know, he, he sees that, that Jesus is a Muslim. And then of course, all the comments are, oh good, you know, my Muslim brother, he's come, he's come, he's seen the light, blah, 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 blah. He's, he realizes that they think that the, the second return, that Jesus' return is going to be as their 12th imam or whatever it is. People keep talking to me about Islam that don't know anything about Islam. Well, then, then you know what you need to do? Get a hold of somebody who's converted to Christianity from Islam. There's some very incredibly well-educated individuals who have almost have the Quran memorized and can quote places in the Quran that prove that it's a false religion. It is a mess. They say that the, the Christian scriptures, the New Testament is, is corrupted, or you know, the, the scriptures are, are corrupted. But the Quran doesn't say they're corrupted. What, they, they do all this weird stuff. They, they have this... Weird teachings that have been basically, it's just, it's a mess. It's a, it is a mess. And by, by the way, Muhammad did not write the Quran. The Quran was written several hundred years, a couple hundred years after he lived. If he, if he, if he even lived. There's some people who would argue that he didn't even live. This wasn't a real person. 
there, it's there's all this stuff about the this the stone and all this other stuff and how they, this, he claims that the people in in Islam claim that Jesus kissed the stone. He, did, he didn't do that. It just there's some weird stuff out there that's like this. No, that's all. That's all the further I'm going to go into that. All, all I'm saying is it's a. It's, people are very deceived. Regard to that whole thing, and I'm not, and I'll. I'll point you to resources that you can explore further. I'm not going to sit here. I'm not going to argue with anybody about it, really. But I'm, I'll, I'll point you to resources that will, that you can listen to the educated individuals who are far more educated than I am on it. But uh, anyway, so I have um, Joe Biden. Is have, have, has anybody seen Joe Biden making a speech lately? It, this is. This is getting really uh, disturbing for me. I, I'm very uncomfortable listening to this guy talk. And I, I don't know. He slurs his words so bad now. I mean, he's, he's literally, you can tell he's reading. He's stumbling along. He can't put two sentences together. He, he's, he can't even read words. He, he was saying, my professor, my, oh, wait, not my professor, my, my predecessor, I'm not going to bring my professor into this. You know, he turns it, he makes a joke about his stumbling around. And then Donald Trump says one little thing wrong. And Nancy Pelosi comes out. She's being interviewed by somebody. I, I wish she would just go away. I just, how long are we going to have to put up with that lady? Talk about delusional and Trump derangement syndrome stuff. It's, it really has gotten to the point where they've created such a monster. And now think about this. All during COVID, we're being told about the, the shot and how it's going to stop the, the pandemic. Everything's going it's, to, it's, the pandemic ends right there. If you, if you get this, you know, this, is a, this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. It's all we're being told. Now we're finding out there's all kinds of issues with the vaccine. In fact, some things are coming out. They are canceling the vaccine in some countries. Some, some countries won't even allow it anymore. There are things about the, the vaccine that, that they knew, the mRNA stuff, that they knew, but they didn't want to put out there because they didn't want to scare people because they knew about the issues with blood clotting and some other things. There were a lot of unknowns. Well, one of the things was they thought it just stayed in your arm. Supposedly, this vaccine was supposed to go in your arm and stay in your arm, and that's not that's not what was happening. It goes all through your body. It gets into everything. That's not what it's supposed to do. But you know, the the news media then comes out and basically says. Nothing about all the false information we were given, all the lies they told for so many years. They never retracted it, never apologized. Do you think that for one minute, after, after six years of telling us, seven years, of telling us that Donald Trump is a monster, he's a Nazi, he's a fascist, he's a dictator, white supremacist, racist, after telling us that for seven or eight years, do you think that they're going to come out and apologize? Oh, we were wrong. Sorry. Well, we, we need to retract all that. 
not going to do that. They're going to double down. They, they can't, can't go back on that. They're still out there. They're making it worse now. People like Rachel Maddow telling us on a regular television program, a national television, not just some sideline YouTube thing, saying that Donald Trump is going to execute, assassinate his political rivals. He's going to be a dictator. He's going to take over, start World War III. All the stuff they're trying to do right now. In fact, Carrie Lake came out and she was very clear. She, she was joking, but it was kind of a nervous laugh. They're going to have to kill me. Well, don't put it past them to do just that. And she's talking about the GOP. I guarantee you. All the way back to Lyndon B. Johnson. Many of these people have hitmen on their side. If you don't think the Clinton Foundation has some connected individuals. Now, interesting things have have happened here with, I guess, Nikki Haley. There's there's some reports that have come out, of course, about her supposedly having some affairs. And this is in court documents. It's not not just hearsay. It's not just somebody coming out of the woodwork and saying, oh, yeah, Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh, he, he raped me when I was, you know, 13 years old, but I don't know. Speaking of these, these kinds of cases, let's, let's, for instance, let's look at the, the, uh, the Trump case of whatever name is, E. Jean, whatever, whatever. This lady, so, so this legally blonde moment happened <clears throat> where this lady comes up and she's, and I guess one of the, I, think it was, I don't know if it was Alina Abba or whoever it was, comes out and says, as starts asking her about the dress. Now, there's no record. I don't think there's any record of Trump having been at this Waldorf's place. There's no other witnesses saw him there that day. It's her word against his, and this judge is completely believing her on all, all this stuff. And, and by the way, you'll, you'll, you'll hear now, you'll see all kinds of comments and things saying that he's a convicted rapist. No, he's not. The, the jury wouldn't go that far. The jury just said, no, he did not rape her. They believe that there was maybe, a, they, they let her get away with assault. Sexual assault. It was not rape. They said no to the actual rape charge. They, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't believe her on that. But they gave her the benefit of the doubt on the assault. Now, again, and again, this is hearsay. But, the, you know, they're in the right place. And, no, and they got a, a jury that hates, hates Trump. And now they got a, a jury that basically is just there's no jury. It's just, a, it's just a, the judge himself. No. I think there is a jury. Actually, I think there is a jury on this particular case. It's because it's a civil trial or something. I don't, I don't know what it is. So I'm not a doctor. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a financial counselor. So just to put that out there. So I, I have, um, I do drink this cup of chai. It's almost gone. Hmm. I guess there's about a third left there. So we have, um, this case goes on, and one of the things that really aggravates me about this is that the, the judge basically let Trump testify, but told him what he could say and what he couldn't say. He said, he, he basically muzzled him. How, how do you do that to a, to a defendant? The law is supposed to be tipped towards the defendant's advantage in all cases. 
They basically, the judge, this is, to me, this, this says the judge has already prosecuted him. You're already guilty. You're just, you know. Gave him three minutes to, to, to defend himself on the stand and basically told him, asked that everything he said be stricken from the record. It was all he can do is say yes or no to, to the questions that are asked of him. This is, that is the most outrageous thing I've ever heard of. How dare you do that to anybody? Can you imagine doing that to a serial killer who's, someone who's been convicted of being a serial killer and they're sitting there on the stand and the judge says, you can't, you can't actually speak for yourself. You have to only answer or say yes or no to any of the questions that are asked of you. Sir, I'm, I'm up for the death penalty here and you're telling me I can't answer a question, I can't explain myself? That's how ridiculous this is. So this legally blonde moment happens where uh, this E. Jean, whatever her name is, gets, gets asked this question about what kind of dress it was that, that they took into the changing room, supposedly, where this incident happened. And she told her what kind of dress it was. It was a such and such design. It was this, this, blah, blah, blah. She knew all about it. She had, had the details of this, of this, of this dress. And then they challenged her with, oh, well, th that particular dress was not designed until six years later, after you say this event happened. Well, I don't know the exact time that it happened. So, how many other details do you not remember correctly? Maybe you were sleeping one night, maybe you were drunk and heard this television pro program called Law and Order, where this exact thing happened. This guy goes into Waldorf's and assaults a woman in a dressing room. But that's, you know, oh, just look at there. Oh, look, it actually happened. Supposedly to her. Just like, with, just like the television show. It just stinks to high heaven. And Trump knows that. He knows it didn't happen. He says he never, he keeps saying, I never met this woman. She was in a photo line. He, he was doing photo ops. People, I've, I've, look, I've got pictures of me with people. They have no idea who I am. Me and a hundred other people were taking pictures with us. You know, I, there's a comedian I got a chance to, to have a picture taken with. A lot of people know who this guy is. And, I, and I, I'm like, I, I, yeah, I, I was in a, I got a VIP pass. I was able to go to the, you know, I had to pay extra for that. And I went to the, uh, this little thing afterwards. I got into a line and was able to get a picture taken with him. He, he doesn't know me. He's never met me. I, I wouldn't consider him, I wouldn't consider that a meeting, a formal introduction. I've, yeah, okay, so I would say, yes, I've met this guy. But you know what? This guy would say, I've never met, met him. But, but then somebody will, I can show him my picture with him. And he'd go, oh, well, I guess you were there, but I don't remember. You know, I, just, I didn't really meet you. I don't, don't know your name. You and 300 other people were lined up there. So I just, it's one of those things where it just, this kind of thing aggravates the daylights out of me. Now, 
this, well, personally, I think Vivek Ramaswamy would make an excellent press secretary. Because he would smack this kind of stuff down, just shoot it down really fast. I think, I don't know. However, okay, so, so all that aside, these other law cases now, of course, the Fawny, Fawny, I guess their name is Fawny, not Fanny. Trump always makes a point of saying Fawny, not Fanny. It's not Fanny, it's Fawny, even though there's no you. <laughs> yeah. Actually, if you pronounce it properly, it's Fanny. Fanny, sorry, Fanny, Fanny. Okay, so her name's Fanny, whatever, Williams, Willis, whatever her name is. And she, she goes, and I guess now there's all kinds of memes about this whole thing. Well, this, this kind of gives you an idea of the, the kind of dirty stuff that's going on behind the scenes with this kind of stuff. So we have the, the prosecutor in this whole thing. Now, now we find out there's all kinds of backstory, all kinds of stuff going on, uh, all kinds of payola going out, money being blown away. Uh, I believe she might be taken off the case now. I'm not sure. There's, a, there's petitions now to have her taken off the case. Now, of course, and then we have the, the issue of the lady out in, in New York who ran on the, all I have to do is say two words, Donald Trump. Oh, I'm going to be the, his biggest pain. You know, I'm going to just, just the way this lady talks, uh, again, is she thinks that she is, she just thinks way very highly of herself. It just, it just aggravates me when people get that, that point of their, She's, I mean, in, in a way, it, it's 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 an undermining it's an undermining self deceit. Personally, I think Trump thinks a lot pretty highly of himself, but I also think he takes it tongue in cheek. He once in a while he'll make fun, he'll, he'll he will actually poke fun of himself once in a while. He can take a joke. In fact, I've found lately that some of the things he's said, I just I end up dying laughing because I know that he's throwing those things out there just to be an iron you know an iron brand kind of thing, just just to be. A, and it's when he'll make a comment about somebody's dress. <laughs> he made a comment about Nikki Haley's dress. She came out and did a victory speech. I don't know somebody needs to tell her she didn't win. And he goes, she's wearing this, this you know, wonderful dress that wasn't so wonderful. <laughs> oh, my word. And, of course, and then we find out also that, that apparently Nikki, of course, she worked for Boeing. Now, Boeing and GE are two of the biggest, probably two of the biggest uh, political companies. In fact, there's been, there's been pushing from some uh, watchdog groups that have been pushing to have Boeing be nationalized because it is so entrenched in the government's, uh, what the government does. There's so much cross-pollination between, GE is the same way, exactly the same way, by the way. There, there've been talk about some a company that doesn't pay any income tax. Uh, GE for a year, I don't, I don't think to this day, I don't think GE has paid any any kind of profit tax, any, any kind of tax on the tax, any kind of income taxes, corporate income tax. Now I'm not a financial counselor, I don't, but but the um, I know for a while I had, I had two sub S corporations, and one of the biggest. Uh, Issues with a sub S corporation is that you, the, the corporation itself pays income tax. And then you have to pay when you take, uh, 
your wages, you pay income tax on that as well. Now, there's I could I could probably do a podcast just on how to start businesses and how to run run and operate your business. Probably should do that. I probably probably should do that. I've I've started more businesses. I don't, you know, there are some people who who spend their whole, t- whole entire life with a business idea, thinking that they're going to start a business. They, they they'll wait 10, 15, 20 years to the point where it just it fizzles out. And they never they never take the chance. They never take that that step off the cliff. Now, I get it. I, I get. I, I understand this. You know, if if life would have been a little different for me, I probably would have had to make some different choices. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been able to just start. Even though I probably still would have. Because I am just, I am crazy about, like that. I just, money doesn't, uh, money's not a, a huge motivator for me. I, I, I like having it. I like being able to use it. But it is not a motivator for me. So somebody can't hold it over my head and say, well, you know, if, if you don't do this, we're not going to pay you. Or you, know, this, you, know, you need this. I'm not hungry that way. I'm just not, I'm just, I've never have been. I've never been wired that way. It's just, it's bizarre. It's kind of trying to drive people nuts around me, I think, sometimes. I know it, I know I had an employer one time that it they weren't sure what to do with me because they couldn't motivate me with money. That wasn't my motivation. It wasn't why I was there. I was there on a mission. And, I, and it was I wanted I wanted the job because I wanted that because I felt it called to that job. I didn't care about the the pay. I really didn't. But I, but I felt like they they should pay me something, but of course, but I I put in more than twice the hours they were asking me to. But they didn't know how to how to deal with that, and that's been a and that is, in a sense, that is as it says, strength is also a very it's a huge weakness because it can really it can really bite you. But I have over the years learned to temper that, understand a little bit more about managing the funds, but also how to you know the whole thing about. Being in business and know, understanding how to calculate the risk, at least to take an educated risk type thing, and still be willing to do it. It's not. It's 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 kind of like gambling, not really though, because you can gamble. You, you really have no. You know, there's no really effect unless you're counting cards or doing some kind of cheating. So you're, you know, th- then it's not really gambling. But the, the, the point of, you know, the harder you work, the more you put into it, the more you have contingencies and all kinds of other things, you know, understanding what, you know, what the break-even points are and when you got to say, no, this is done, the bailout points, you know, kind of thing. All those things have to be assessed prior. You know, you have to have, have kind of have, have a plan and you have to be able to be flexible with that plan. And not be emotionally driven by it. But I know a lot of people who've, who've sat around for years and had very viable business ideas and probably would have done very well. Didn't want to take the risk. Didn't want to take the chance. They'll never know what they could have done. I would have tried it five times before Sunday. And found out. And probably lost my shirt. But, I, you know, I still have a shirt. So... Get more shirts. And I, I you know, I, but some, some things have paid off very well, actually. Not what I thought would. <laughs> Not what I thought was going to go into, but I, something I stumbled into. I tripped over something one day.
but there and there's just and there's other things too that you know just not thinking you know looking back 40 years i would have never never ever thought i would be in fact looking back 10 years i would have never thought i'd be where i am today literally i just in 2013 i would have never thought that i would have be at the point where i'm at today in life But it's just uh, interesting. Anyway, they, so what else are we going to talk about? We got let's get to move on here to some other things. We have um, some of the other political things that are going on with the whole Carrie Lake thing. Okay, the, so the Carrie Lake thing uh, is is she she records this guy. He's a he's a GOP messenger messenger boy from the GOP establishment coming in and saying basically, hey, you know, we need to we need to get on board with this. Now he I don't know what his motive is. I, he, he apparently obviously was. Looking at, you know, getting more money, more power, playing the game. Obviously, somebody who plays the game. And so he comes into this whole thing. And he's trying to talk her into, they want, they want you to play on, on their team. And so she knows she's recording this. So she's, now, but apparently there were, there were some other recordings. Now, this is what's interesting about this is she was, he comes out and acts like he's the victim in this whole thing. Now he's he's butthurt. I'll guarantee you. He's he's not happy about this. He feels like he was deceived, and this is just politics. Oh, this is just politics. This is just the way politics works. Oh, that that wasn't the right statement. That wasn't the right statement to make either, in my opinion. Oh, this is just the way everybody does it. Oh, that doesn't make it right. It just lets us know that this is the way everybody does it. And it actually makes the GOP look very bad. There's a lot of egg on some people's face here. We don't know who this person was who was the, the, the money person behind it. I think she knows, and I think she probably has that on recording. She can go that deep with it. But thank God she did this. She is a very brave woman in my opinion, for doing something like this. And she understands this is all about getting Trump and, and getting Trump out and going back to the GOP as normal, as usual. Business as usual within the one-party, two-coin system, one-coin, one same two heads, whatever. One-eyed, whatever, you know what I'm talking about. The uniparty. She's calling it out. Now, I don't know if that's putting her in a position of being the VP or not. I don't know. Trump's VP pick is going to be very interesting in, indeed. I, I, I know that a lot of people are saying Vivek, and I, I, I think Trump is reluctant to go that route. However, I, I know that Carrie Lake or Christy Nome. now Christy Nome has some issues. Uh, I know Megyn Kelly is really upset with her because she was on Megyn Kelly's show and she asked her flat out. She asked her, "So, well, did you, you know, did you have any affairs?" And 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 uh, Christy Noem basically went along with the whole. She basically said no, and and you know went down that road of saying of kind of agreeing or basically Megan Megan basically said, "I don't, you know, I don't believe you did that." And she and she kind of went along with that. Now apparently, is it? Uh, whatever it is, some, some kind of news organization, came out with the, the goods, apparently, apparently saying, saying that, yes, she did, and she had this tryst with, uh, you know, whatever his name is, uh, one of the guys who was a 
think he was a campaign engineer, whatever he was for for Trump for a while. Corey Lewandowski, I guess it was Corey Lewandowski, and she, and, which I can't I can't picture what the guy looks like. But he, anyway, so apparently there was an affair going on there. Now I I, I assume Christy Nome's married. I don't. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure she's married. And this this whole thing with with this guy apparently I, I don't know if he's married or not, but there was apparently a tryst with them. And of course, then there was just also this other thing where there was it was going on with Nikki Haley. She had several different, uh, especially when she was at Boeing. This is before she had any kind of political uh, aspirations, apparently, and she was having all kinds of affairs with different individuals, and it was fairly open, and everybody thought it was just no, no you know, a known thing that her, her husband, her husband, her, her husband was off on deployment in the military, that she, that she was just all over the place, supposedly. Now I, I don't know. This is all allegations that she has not denied. What's interesting to me, when I, when I see Nikki Haley, you'll, you'll see her being interviewed by somebody, and they'll ask her a, a really tough question. And she has this smile on her face, and she's engaged with that person, and she's, she wants to hear the next question, so she starts hearing it. And as that question starts coming out of her mouth, she maintains her facial, she, main, she maintains his facial smile. And her eyes are still open and she's still looking at her. But all of a sudden, you can just see her shrink on the inside. You can see her fading out, going, why are you asking me this question? I really don't want to be here right now. You can just, she's so easy to read in that respect. And then, of course, she comes out with some flippity-flappity, jaw-flapping thing. She'll say, just to, to, just to say whatever she's saying. But I, I, found it, I found it very interesting that her body language goes from being totally engaged and lit up and in the conversation to my body's here, but I'm gone. I don't want to be here right now. You can see it happen to her. It's, it just, it's almost like the inside of her is just melting away, <laughs> not wanting to be there. I just like to be in a small, really small hole right now. Next, just go, go Google it anywhere. Go, just look at it anywhere on, on, on YouTube. Nikki Haley being interviewed, being asked a tough question sometime about whatever it is she's done. Did you take money from this or did you do that? Oh, just all of a sudden she gets, her, her whole countenance changes. Her facial, her facial expression stays the same, but you can tell all of a sudden she's having to hold it there. Like, I don't want to talk about this now. It's real interesting. And her, and her voice changed. I, I always notice that the voice changes at that point. It's like I, whenever I hear, I can just I can hear the interview and I, and realize that all of a sudden the, the temper of her voice changes. It's it's there's a certain confidence that a person has when they're speaking, and when that's all of a sudden when they're trying to hide something, it it becomes very obvious to me. I I don't know. <clears throat> so anyway. Having said all that, now let's talk about Gaza a little bit longer. There's all these, there, there are, I'm seeing videos of, and, and now here's what bothers me about all of these. The audio does not match the video. You're hearing in the background, you're hearing Gaza protests marching in, in uh, tech, Dallas, Texas, I guess there was a, a Gaza protest, Palestinian, you know, free Palestine, whatever it is, whatever you're going to call it, ceasefire protest. 
and they're showing this the downtown area uh, what they say is downtown Dallas I, I don't I don't believe it because it's the same video basically that I've seen of other cities <laughs> I now there there are some some video that's like in the crowd of some people and the whole time they're playing this video this audio of somebody chanting on a on a on a bullhorn and everybody's shouting back and in, in, in like free free palestine or free free palestine this whole thing well then again you'll see a, a stadium somewhere i think it was over in it was over in uh egypt i think it was in egypt they show this soccer stadium and everybody's just chanting you know, somebody's taking a video of all these people chanting in the soccer stadium. 50,000, it's always, you know, 20,000, 50,000 people. And they're all, you know, chanting, 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 waving their hands. And you hear the people chanting with somebody usually guiding it, you know, whatever, they're, they're guiding the chant. I don't know if any of you have ever been in a stadium that large or if any of you have ever been... Uh, any kind of an event where there's that many people or any kind of a, a marching type place where there's a lot, that many people. Even if you have a speaker out there on every block and somebody's speaking into a microphone, the speaker's transmitting in real time. But somebody with a bullhorn, uh, frankly, and you're recording this on, a, on an iPhone, remember? or whatever they're recording it on, some kind of a camera. And they're playing this audio. So the audio is not coming from that camera because from whatever camera recording device they're using on the audio, on that thing. Because first of all, the audio continues to go while they're clipping around the different video clips. And there's no indication on some of the video clips whether it has to do anything, anything to do with Palestine, Palestinians, the Gaza thing. This, this is deception. It's what's called dip. And it's uh, deceptive something. There's, there's a name, it's, a, it's a name in the, in the intelligence agencies. They call it dip. It's D-I-P. It's, it's a deceptive imagery something, uh, whatever it is. Uh, let's see if I can find it because I think it's kind of an interesting term. Let's, let's, uh, let's just go over here. Oh, sure. No, this thing's going to take forever. Um, now my computer's going to be slow. So this, this whole thing is, it really bothers me because it's what it's, it looks like all these uprisings are happening all over the world and all these people are all upset about this. Well, if, if people are so upset, and of course there's people that are lining the streets as well. There's, there's a, about 50 people, I think, that went across the street somewhere and, and had a sit-in or a die-in or whatever. A bunch of college kids, had like 15 of them that went into an office in a college place and, I tell you what, if I, if I were paying for my kids' education, I, you know, I would say, you know what, you're on your own now. If that's what you're going to do with your time, I'm paying, I'm paying for your education. I'm not paying for you to go be a social activist there. That's not, what, that's not what we're doing here. You're getting an education that's going to carry you through the rest of your life. You're not going to go, you know, this, protesting is not, is not a, a, a job. It's not an educa- it's not a, uh, it's not an occupation. It's not, it's not a career. And it, it just, it drives me nuts that these people are doing this kind of stuff. But anyway, so um, 
DIP, deceptive imagery. It doesn't say, uh, it just says deceptive imagery. Meat dip, the deceptive imagery, ima information, new disinformation term you should know. Russian propaganda, deceptive imagery, persuasion is what it is. Per deceptive imagery, persuasion. So what they'll do, and apparently there, there, there are a lot of people are, according to the search here, they're, they're blaming Russia for a lot of this. Folks, this has been happening for years. Uh, dip is something that's been going on for, for years and years. And it's, they'll, you know, they'll show a video of something or show a picture of something and then have a, an audio with that or show or have some kind of other thing that's going on. And it's very deceptive because what they're showing is not what's actually happening. And this, that's what's happening to us right now. And, of, and some of this stuff could even be AI-generated. AI the AI can easily do this. You can, you can just plug in and ask AI to produce a video of people in Dallas, Texas, 50,000 people show up. And, of course, they're saying 50,000 people show up. I don't think so. First of all, I don't think there was 50,000 people there. <clears throat> but the same, at the same time, I, look, I do, I do a lot of things where I, I'm in touch with people from Dallas all the time. And nobody said anything about the streets being, you know, plugged up at all. And then I'm, I, I understand what the weather was doing down there at that time, at the time they say this happened, and the weather was not what it was on the video. It doesn't, it doesn't take a whole lot of research. It took me five minutes to figure out, you know, first of all, I had this uneasy feeling. And in less than five minutes, I figured out this, this, this is false. This is fake. It's got to be. And yet it's out there and all these, of course, then you get all these people just getting drummed up thinking, oh, this is, this is the new social norm. I guess, yeah, yeah, I got to jump on board with all this stuff. Look at all the outcries. They don't seem to care about, you know, the fact that we have 3 million, 3.3 million people came across our border last year. I think it was 2.7 the year before. And a million the first, and a million the year before that. Over a million. Close to 6 million people, basically, in the last three years. No, more than that. 7, seven million, 8, seven, plus seven, whatever it is. It, how, how many of those are militants? How many, how many of those are people who are, have nefarious plans for our country? I don't know. Just a whole lot of stuff like that going on right now. Um, the whole thing with, with, you know, with all the Dirt coming up on all these people in their campaigns and everything is happening. Uh, Christy Noem, she's up. She's on the short list for uh, VP as well. And I, I don't know if, if that's going to be a pick or not. The, the reason that it's important is because, you know, Trump is older, an older guy. Um, and, you know, his successor, you know, another four years might be helpful, but we really need another 12 to keep this kind of stuff battened down. Whether or not DeSantis is going to be able to run in 2028, I don't know. I think he can. I don't think he has damaged himself that far. He's damaged himself. But I th I, all of a sudden, he's a different person. I, I, and everybody's remarking about this. Every time he makes a speech now, it, he's a very different person now, all of a sudden. It's almost like he, we, got the, we, got the, we got Ron DeSantis back again. The real Ron is back. I think he was playing to the, the GOP. Knowing what they're doing to, 
can you imagine what they're doing to Ron DeSantis, especially after knowing what they've done to Kerry Lake? I, I just, the kind of pressure that that puts on a person. I, I was listening to uh, Brandon Tatum, Tatum the other day, Officer, Officer Tatum. Listen to him the other day, and he was talking about how, you know, well, you know, she's talking about 10 million, ah, 10 million, oh, yeah, a billion, man. I don't know. I, I could probably be bought for that. <laughs> that's, that's, a hu- that's huge because what can you do with a billion? Somebody wants to give you a billion dollars just to not do something. What can you, you know, I could turn around and be their worst enemy with billion, you know, if a billion dollars in my pocket. It's like, okay, now, now I've got some money to play with. Now I can be, I can use that money for, but, but your ticket, it just seems dirty, but at the same time, <clears throat> well, you know what? I turn this around for something good. I, I don't know. I, there's a lot of things that would go on in my head at that point. And again, like I said, I, I'm a guy who doesn't, money doesn't affect me that way. But when I see that, that when, there, when there's that point, I'm like, you know what? I, I don't need the money, but I'll take it from you. I mean, I, I could, if it's going to hurt you, especially if it's going to hurt my enemy. So it's like, that's, okay, so you want to give me a whole bunch of money. It's money you probably would give somebody else. I might as well just take it and do something with it at least. Buy some, give it to the homeless shelters all over the world or an orphanage somewhere. At least you're not, you're not screwing around with it. I mean, it's, it, it, do they care what's, do those orphans care if it's dirty money or not? Do the, do the homeless people care if it's dirty money or not? I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. This, this is where it gets tough for me. It, it, is it more important that I... Or do, or do I give that money to, <laughs> to a candidate that I know will run to do exactly what I'm doing? <laughs> or, or even better? That's <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. That's... <laughs> There you go. How's that? I like that. <laughs> now, I'm not going to run, but that person's going to run. They got all your money. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my word. It's a crazy world, folks. Sometimes we live in, it's a more, and you know what? It's more of a gray world than a black and white world, unfortunately. And when we sometimes are not, even in scripture, if you read through scripture many times, it's not really the choice between a black and white right or wrong. It's the choice between what's the grayest area we're in here? What's the, what's the least bad thing I can do? Again, I, I digress. It is, uh, it is Friday. Shabbat Shalom. Let's enter into the Sabbath of the weekend here with some peace. Uh, again, it's, it's a crazy world. People are selfish. And they are willing to move According to their selfish whims, God help us all. Have mercy on us. And uh, help us to discern what's right and what's wrong, what the truth is. Abraham Lincoln said, let, let the people know the truth and the nation will be saved. I, I, I totally agree with that. If the people are just told the truth, the nation will be saved. God bless everybody. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. Pray for our nation. Pray for each other. Take care, folks.